shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Benelli. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Phil Benelli. To bourbon or not to bourbon? That is the question. I'm here with Keith Speed, the founder of Remedy Distillery. That clink was uh, a glass against a bottle of straight bourbon whiskey from Remedy Distillery. Great local business. Keith, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Ah, So glad to have you here. I've been looking forward to having Keith here for quite a while. Um, I certainly enjoy bourbon, Keith. And I enjoy local business, and you're the marriage of those two things. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so tell us about Remedy. Yes. Um, Remedy, um, well, I don't know really where to start. I have got kind of fell into the business okay. roughly seven years ago. Um, I was in financial services, believe it or not, and was really looking for something, a change. And um, I had a client that... Uh, was starting a distillery, and that's kind of how I got my feet wet. All right, I'm um, doing that. So I've been working on Remedy. Oh, uh, I guess we're getting between four and a half, five years. Okay, and we've been open to the public on Main Street for two years now. This month, wow. Um, we got into the warehouse um, at that location, 885 Main Street, um, in January of 2020, right before. COVID, so I could not have picked a better time to uh, work on starting a business. But um, when I started working on Remedy and I was thinking about names, how to, you know, what name I was going to come up with, um, I knew the history. And if you sometimes watch History Channel and some other things and they talk about bourbon, um, a lot of distilleries survive prohibition legally by selling their whiskey as a medicinal tonic <laughs> so on the wall in the distillery i have a few prescriptions huh. from the 1920s that are originals that um the doctors would could only do one pint at a time okay um three maximum a month and okay. the pharmacies became liquor stores during that time wow. of prohibition uh, mr walgreen which i cannot remember his first name first had i think three pharmacies prior to prohibition period which was 1920 through 1933 and it was repealed in 33 so it ended the beginning of 34 and when prohibition was over he had 57 pharmacies wow and there was one presumption that because it was so profitable and the government couldn't monitor everything that was going on because of the volume that it 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 was um it's a good way to make money at that time, I guess. Wow. So the distillers could sell to pharmacies, yes. and the pharmacies could sell with those prescripted amounts. Right, right. Wow. I have one sheet, actually, that I need to get framed. It's uh, an order from the pharmacy for 15 gallons of whiskey from the distillery. <laughs> and so with that being known that you know whiskey was a, was a, a remedy, in essence— that when I was in the car listening to my radio and the uh, song Black Crows came on that I had listened to many, mm. many, many times, 
it hit me at the right time that you know I need a remedy. And the lyrics of the song went perfect with that name. Oh. I said, "That's it. It's going to be remedy. It's simple. It's kind of ties into the history." That's and fantastic. so that's where the name remedy comes from. Oh. If you are just joining us, listeners, welcome to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli. Here, excited to be with Keith Speed, founder of Remedy Distillery in downtown, or Midland, Gainesville, Midland. Yeah, they're changing Georgia. the name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Learning a little bit about bourbon. So I love that where the name came from. And we talked about the time you've been open versus how long you've been open to the public. What is this process? Because you got to start distilling the bourbon. It takes a while. How long did you have to get going before you, right. you know, bottled the first bottle? Right. Um, well, I was fortunate that when I started Remedy, I had some experience and had connections, suppliers, um, distillers, distributors, and I had uh, one contact that. When I got started, I wanted to have an aged product to distribute to the public okay. because I didn't want to, I was thinking long-term in volume and it concerns distribution and I didn't want to start and wait on product to age and mature and try to sell, um, let's say the, the um, a vodka or clear liquid until the bourbon aged. And so my contact that works for a large distiller offered to make my custom mash bill Mm. for us. And actually that was, you know, technically was being done before I was so-called licensed. Mm. Um, Because in the bourbon market, it's really very little risk to a large distiller because there's such a demand for it that Mm -hmm. if I never made it and I didn't get into business, they could just sell it to anybody else anyway. So they had nothing to lose. Right. And so that allowed me to have product, um, believe it or not, no cost to me until I order and get it sent, shipped in. Um, And and a lot of distilleries that start out – normally don't have that connection and they do purchase uh, a bourbon from other sources until their stuff gets aged okay and that that's fairly common but i'm i'm a little unique that my mash bill is a little different Uh, i get asked a lot what is your mash bill and and i don't give it out because it is a little different Uh and i think that was one reason that makes our stuff just a little little special, I think. And it is. And I will tell you, and this, this right now, this is my first foray into Remedy. I've been wanting to try it forever. Yeah. And it is delicious. Yes. Delicious. You have to come by. I will. I will. And you get barbecue right next door. You're barbecue. Re- we do a free tasting. People come in and get a free taste of our products. Okay. We have a cocktail menu. So people can have cocktails and they can buy bottles and other merchandise also. Oh, boy. And if you're a business person out there... Uh, and you have meetings. This sounds like a great place to have a casual meeting. We have that quite a lot. We have outdoor space under a patio, uh, fire pits, large screen TV. Um, so we get a re- request for events and private things quite often. So we're we're open to trying to help people when we can. I love it. Well, I'm part of the Gerard Birch Foundation. I know you recently you've you brought your bourbon to yes. different events there. Yes very giving to the community and that's appreciated yes well i appreciate the opportunity so let me ask you this you mentioned the timing and the aging of it how long does 
uh, bourbon need to age? Actually, the the strange thing is it doesn't have to age hardly at all. Okay. Um, the when people think about bourbon, which is a whiskey, they should first think of its the mash bill. The recipe is it has to be at least fifty one percent corn. Okay. It goes into a new white oak barrel, as we talked about earlier. Um, the barrel can't be reused. Um, so, and also it has to be. There's other. There's several qualifications for bourbon, but it can't be distilled at more than 160 proof. It can't go into the barrel at any more than 125. Most common is 120 or 125, but some distillers do less proof than that um, for certain reasons. And so if you make the same mash bill or same alcohol and, and stick it back into a used barrel, it's a whiskey. It's not bourbon anymore. Oh, I see. So if you're going to do bourbon and call it bourbon and put it in a barrel for one day, you can call it bourbon, but why waste that barrel? Right. And the barrels are very expensive, especially now with the uh, economy and supplies and materials the way they cost. Uh, bar- barrels have gotten very expensive and hard to find. And hard to find. Yes. Okay, and yeah, you have to have somebody making those. Yes. Too bad they can't make them at the chair factory for you. Th- they the actually are. Yes. Are they? Yes. Yes. Wow. And so we're in conversations about that now. Yes. Local barrels. Yes. For your local whiskey. Yes. From local white oak. Yes. Folks, get out to Remedy, <laughs> and try some bourbon. That's as local as it gets and delicious. Because yeah. if it was local and no good, that wouldn't be good. Uh, after the break, we're going to dive back in here on North Georgia Business Radio X and talk about what's the difference between bourbon and whiskey. So what is the difference between bourbon and whiskey anyway? Well, good thing we're going to hear the answer from the man who knows. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Mr. Keith Speed, founder of Remedy Distillery, a wonderful local distiller that makes world-class bourbon right here in Northeast Georgia. So thanks, Keith. So, So... before we talk about the difference between bourbon and whiskey, which I think many people would, would, would love to hear and learn, tell me the story you were starting to tell me over the break about folks coming in who've, who've never even had it and didn't even have an interest Oh, in yeah. Trying. We get uh, couples and small groups that come in, and there's always someone there that's not really a bourbon drinker. They're more of a wine or beer. And my wife is a wine drinker. She's not a bourbon person. And she loves our apple apple bourbon. Um, All right. People don't know. They sometimes don't want to taste because ah, I'm not really into that. But I said, well, just try it. It's, it's not, you know, you're here. You might as well say you tried it. If you don't like it, that's okay. I'm not going to hurt my feelings. And they'll try it and they'll look at their spouse and say, oh, my God, I like that. Oh. And so it turns a lot of people on that just never thought they would, you know, would even try it. But once they try it, they don't know what they're missing. Mm. So we, we get a lot of that. And we do have that question asked I would say almost every day, what's the difference between bourbon and whiskey? And and as a lot of people know that all bourbon is whiskey, but not whiskey. All mm-hmm. whiskey is bourbon. And the difference is, is, I'll say first that bourbon is a subclass of whiskey. So that think of, yes, all bourbon is whiskey, but to qualify as a bourbon, as we t- talked about earlier, it's got to be 51% corn base. 
Um, it has to be in a new white oak barrel, American-made, not just from Kentucky, but it has to be American-made. It doesn't okay. matter. A lot of people say it's got to be from Kentucky. No. Uh, Kentucky bourbon does, but bourbon in general has to be from the United States. And um, it... Um, the, bur the barrels cannot be reused. So if you take the same alcohol and put it in a used barrel, you can't call it bourbon. It's a whiskey. So it's very important to have that new barrel. And that's why bourbon usually will cost a little more, too, because you're always having to purchase mm. new barrels. Um, the, the alcohol has to be distilled at less than 160 proof. There's certain qualifications, and it can't go in the barrel at 120 Five proof or high, or I'm sorry, higher than 125 proof. It can go in 125, 120 is most common, okay. um, but it has to be 125 or less. So there are certain stipulations so that when you see bourbon on the label, you know, you know a little bit more what you're getting. Gotcha. Um, because a whiskey can be distilled at less than 190 proof. It can be different grains. It can have mm. color, flavor added to it. It can be blended. It could be whatever. But bourbon is more specific. Okay. And who is the this governing body who dictates what makes a it's, bourbon a bourbon? It's Well, after uh, Prohibition, a lot of people were calling their, their alcohol or their whiskey bourbon. And so to clarify that in 1948, they passed a law saying these are the classifications. So really it was the federal government, which okay. if you're in the industry, you know the term TTB, which is your tax and trade bureau. They're the ones that right. monitor and we have to have labels approved. We have to have everything we're doing approved. Um, all the alcohol that is bottled, shipped or lost or spilled, Ugh. taxes paid every month, um, reported everything. It's a, uh, quite detail intensive. Wow, tracking how much is spilled. Yes, and and I tell you what, you better be careful, Keith, because with bourbon this good, <laughs> if you spill any of it, that could be considered a crime in many states. <laughs> well, it's funny. I the this is so funny. We um when we first started, I have never heard this term used so much by so many people that don't know each other, but they come in and. Um, some people will buy a few bottles and they say, this will last us, you know, we have a, a three bottle special and they look at me and say, this will last us a year. We don't drink much bourbon. And they've come back in six or eight weeks and bring me <laughs> the bottles back and say, um, this evaporated. So we have to get some more. <laughs> so I keep hearing the term evaporation quite often and it just doesn't stay around. Very oh, long. that is too funny. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to start making t-shirts. Yeah. Say that. I need to come up with something like that. Ah. Yeah. Well, if you're just joining us here on North Georgia Business Radio X, we're honored to have uh, Keith Speet, founder and owner of Remedy Distillery here. I'm your host, Phil Benelli. Uh, so happy to be with Keith. So, uh, Keith, um, you have straight bourbon whiskey right here. Yes. You've got the apple remedy we talked about. Yes. Are there any other types? There is a cinnamon whiskey. A cinnamon. Which is called our Red Remedy. Okay. And so we taste kind of in that order. So we always start off with the bourbon first, which is the base. And then with the apple, we introduce a nice natural apple flavor mm. to it. It's 70 proof instead of 90. Um, what's unique about the apple is I have not seen in the stores yet anywhere where it's made with a bourbon, number one. Number two, it's a single barrel. Most of your apple or, or apple whiskey flavored products on the shelf and this is the only bourbon used mm. 
So it's bourbon first, comes okay. out of the barrel, and then I have a, a certain process that I introduce the nice natural apple flavor to it. It's a nice balance of the apple being there, but not losing the bourbon. The bourbon's too good to hide behind the apple. Mm-hmm. Um, some things I've tasted in the past, I felt like I was... Um, let's say eating a Jolly Rancher candy and I right. couldn't taste the whiskey. Right. And this is too nice of an aged bourbon to lose it. So on our bourbons, both our bourbon products, we tag on the bottom, you'll see it on our bottles. It's the uh, barrel and the bottle number. Wow. Because each barrel has its own character. There's no two barrels alike. Wow. Um, and the single barrel, I like that because you experience each, each barrel where some distillers will will blend anywhere from 10, 20, 30 barrels at a time to keep the taste consistent. Mm-hmm. And so as they bottle it, it's it's more of a consistent flavor that you get every time, where the single barrel, if you compare one bottle beside a new barrel, another barrel, um, you will notice a taste difference. It'll be right. similar, but right. it'll be different. That barrel, because of the oak mm. in it, comes from different trees, and the combination of the the staves, which is the wooden slats that make up the barrel, is 33 staves to a barrel. Okay. And all the staves come usually from different trees to give it a different oh, character. Wow. And also, I forgot to mention that the barrels are charred on the inside. They're burned. And there's a one through four char number, and one being the lightest, four being the heaviest. And sometimes you can have your barrels toasted before, which means... They add heat to it that turns the wood a, um, it doesn't burn the wood, but it's more like um, toasting a light, medium, and a dark toasted, which gets deeper. And then the burn burns that outside edge, and the four char is like an alligator skin. It's very black. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So much neat things to it. So this is truly a boutique bourbon. It's single barrel. So if you have already had some remedy and you think to yourself, I'd like to try a new bourbon, get another bottle of remedy. It'll be a little different than yeah, the last it one. It could be, yes. So you've got these three uh, lines. Are there any other in the works that you're thinking of? Yes, um, there will be. And okay. I, I, I forgot and did not mention the red remedy in the sense the... The Red Remedy is a whiskey. It is not a bourbon. Okay. Um, and I mention that when people come in, and I think everybody tends to have bourbon on the mind, so they keep thinking, yeah, the Red Remedy is a bourbon. It's not. Um, and the reason it's not is when I worked on making it, uh, sort of making it almost seven years ago, the first time I made it was with a bourbon, and the cinnamon, the natural cinnamon, and the bourbon kind of clashed. Okay. Did not go together well. So I use an unaged whiskey to let that cinnamon come out. So that's another one of our products of the three that's unique because it is a all-natural cinnamon. There's no chemical in it. Mm. It's very smooth, um, very clean and crisp. Mm. And I tell people, especially the people that like the cinnamon, it's almost like going to the store and buying the hot tamale cinnamon candy or the Red Hots. It's got yeah. that cinnamon to it, but it doesn't have a that, that I don't know if it, it's a kind of a burn uh-huh. or chemical chemical taste is very natural all right i like the all natural uh theme here yes of the bourbons all right uh when we come back from the break which you'll definitely want to join us and hopefully run out and get a bottle of, of remedy to enjoy as you listen to the rest we're going to talk a little bit about how you've grown the business and what's next for the business on north georgia business radio x
How do you create a strong buzz around a great local bourbon product? Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Keith Speed, founder of my new favorite distillery, <laughs> Remedy Distillery, right here in Gainesville, Georgia. Thank you. Yeah, so... You started the business. We heard a little bit about the story. And audience, if you are just now joining us, welcome. Please go back and listen to the beginning of the story because you'll you get to learn a lot of neat things about bourbon, whiskey, Keith's story. Um, but so as you got going, uh, how did you initially grow up? I've, I've seen the retail location. Is that the only place folks can get your bourbon or are there restaurants? Tell us tell yeah. us the different ways. Yeah, no. Um, when I got in this, I knew my goal was distribution. Okay. And, and by law, every state is different. Um, but they all are called three tier, which means you've got a, a middleman. You have to go through a distributor. So to get started, you, besides having your federal and state license local, you have to have a distributor that that helps you get your product out there. If you want to sell retail, um, you could operate out of the distillery, and and there's one or two distillers that do that that don't have a distributor. They just simply sell like people come in to buy it from them directly. Okay. Um, but to grow, you have to have a distributor. In our case, our distributor is located in Atlanta. They come out, they pick up product, take it back to their warehouse, and then they focus on the liquor stores and the bars and the restaurants and so forth. So um, they help move our product and get it out there. Um, but we have to do a lot of that work ourselves. Okay. Uh, we found out due to things changing and whatnot, and it's really... I I really um, say that I am blessed to have so much great support from people that have come by and love our product. Um, mm. We wouldn't be where we are without them. Um, they have shared, and and that's the reason we're 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 starting to grow throughout the state of Georgia because of them. I mean, we're as far south I know is you know places like Valdosta, Bainbridge over towards Augusta, north, you know, Rome, um, towards Tacoa, um, LaGrange, we're getting Columbus. We are growing wow. by people spreading the word because they taste it. And uh, strangely enough, we get a lot of travelers through the state of Georgia that stop at a restaurant somewhere, especially sometimes in Helen, and they're going back to Florida. And they um, sometimes they'll stop by the city because they find we're not far away. And usually I get phone calls or emails oh, every couple of weeks from different states saying, can we ship? Can you ship? We wow. didn't get enough. Or how do I get this? And we can't ship directly, which hopefully uh, laws will change to allow us to do so. Um, but but due to that, we're planting seeds in different states. We've gotten calls from a lot of calls from Florida, um, Texas, Montana, Connecticut. Wisconsin, um, Minnesota, several states that, that we get calls from. Wow. And some visitors that come here to visit their families, um, I laugh. I have a few regulars that come by um, two or three times a year, and and um, they uh, they kind of get stuff and say, if I don't carry something home, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so we it's, we have a lot of good stories to tell. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. If, if you're just joining us here on North Georgia Business Radio X, uh, I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Mr. Keith Speed of Remedy Distillery. 
Uh, and I love that. I, you know, when you look at growing a business, here in this case, you started with something that you just had an interest in. You really enjoyed bourbon, and you tried some different bourbons, and and you you know thought, hey, I think I could do this or make a a better product, which you have, and you've grown as a result of that. So you took the, you know the leap. And you've got people calling you or emailing you from all over the country that have just been exposed to it mm-hmm. and liked it and loved it. Yeah. So, all right, so you have to distribute through distributors. Yes. But you, what is the work that you're doing to, to grow that? So are you are you allowed to call up restaurants and say, we'd love to have you try our bourbon, our distiller, or yeah. our distributor could bring it to you? I, in Georgia, we have, you know, I've got... Um, a couple of salespeople that will call and oh, sort wow. of get people to taste because it's it's really all about the taste. And so in Georgia, we can do that. But when, when we get into another state, which we are, we have just gotten into the state of South Carolina. Oh, congrats. And it's one state at a time. Every state is different. But you have to find a distributor first in that state to be able to get your product there and then start moving in that state. So every state is a little different, um, but it's – and I've always heard the first two are the hardest to All get right. going. After that, it gets easier, okay. and I guess you start getting a name and momentum going. Um, but we are in that process. We're still in the infant stage, I want to say. We're nowhere close to where we need to be. Okay. And um, and it's really – it's you know we depend on the individuals to help us. Mm. That's the only way we're going to make it. Um, and it's, like I said, I've been blessed with a lot of good people that I hear stories about them promoting our product, which I never knew what, I don't know what they're doing, <laughs> but then they come by and share it and it just blows me away. I'm so humble. Oh, wow. Really. Yeah. Oh. yeah. All right. So your business is fairly unique. It seems like in that, you know, so as you seek to grow it, first off, you have to go through these distributors. You, yes. you, you, so you don't have all the control but then as you grow it you know it takes some time to make the bourbon what is the amount of time it takes you know like so to scale yeah. up you yeah. gotta <laughs> yeah. try to what goes first it's, oh I tell, I'm, I'm in that that's on my mind 24 7 um right now we're growing at i want to say such a slow pace but we are growing that i leave i, I want to leave the alcohol in barrels and stuff as long as I can. So um, as we are starting to get busier, I can see sort of the wave coming and I'm working on some things now that um, it's a, it's a, it's a guessing game to be honest. I mean, just to be quite honest, it's a guessing game and you calculate and you try to predict and no matter what you do or how hard you do that, it's never what you expect. Right. It's either one way or the other. And so it is a fine balancing act that's on my mind constantly, and it's a it's a struggle. It's oh, a struggle because if you overpredict, then you you can spend too much money on supplies and materials. And and right now, uh, capital is so important to us, mm-hmm. we can't afford to make those mistakes. So it's it's a a, a balancing act of act of growing. But you don't want to grow too fast or you don't want to grow too slow. It's just, it's, it's a constant battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough because yeah. I mean, on one hand, if you had unlimited capital, 
you could just make all the bourbon you wanted, and it might just age a little longer before mm-hmm. you sell it. But cash is king. You've got to have that to, to uh, keep going. Yes, yes. So. Yeah, and it's all about cash flow, and that's that's our struggle um, right now because we're growing, but we're not growing at the pace I feel that we should. Right. And once we get there, the cash flow will open up, and things will get a lot easier and uh, take a lot of load off my back. Well, on one hand, though, thank goodness that it doesn't grow faster because I'm sure the, the more paced growth you're having is forcing you to do things and have efficiencies that, you know, you wouldn't have to otherwise. So yeah. as that growth comes, you'll be in a better position. I think so. I hope so, yes. So where in South Carolina can people get uh, Well, we're now? we're just kind of now getting that door open. Okay. And, uh, I mean, we're literally at the very beginning of it now, so that's kind of hard to answer. Sure. Um, but same thing in South Carolina. We've got to get people going and asking for it to help it grow because when the stores start hearing that name or seeing that brand they become more familiar with it and all they have to do is call the distributor and yeah. get it from them so it's just a matter of becoming educated slowly and they're probably fairly agnostic whatever they whatever people want they're happy to sell yeah it's all just a a skew to them mm-hmm. yeah oh. all right folks as a reminder if you like bourbon or if you don't know or you think hey, I'm not a huge fan go try it out we've got a lot of first time converts to bourbon uh, here at Remedy we'll be right back after the break with Key Speed of Remedy Distillery on North Georgia Business Radio X hats is too many hats. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Keith Speed, Remedy Distillery. So, Keith, starting a business is just one of the most courageous things there is. I mean, it's you had this very successful career in financial services. You had a dream. You followed it. You made a reality. You're growing this business. You make a tremendous product, but it is hard to do. Yeah. So you're still wearing many hats, right? Yes, yes. yes. What What does an and, average day look like oh, for Keith Speed? Um, well, I have my, uh, I call it my Bible. It's my notebook that I have my to-do list. And uh, you start the day, but then things change. And yes. that gets sort of not tossed aside, but whatever is mo- most, in, whatever fire is most important sure. to put out. So, um, no, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, um, it takes a lot of administrative paperwork, Mm. your forms and things for the federal government, state and local that has to be done every month, um, based on your, you know, your processing and production have to be filed and filled out and paid for and, just the you know the bills uh, keeping up with paying all the supplies and utilities and then you you know we have some part-time help and payroll and not to mention you know working on creating more bottles and getting all that done um so there are a lot of hats to wear and in many days i feel so inundated that i just you know i'm about ready to blow a top so yeah yeah 
about driving a guy to drink and <laughs> yeah. run a distillery. You need a remedy. Everybody needs Man. a remedy for something, one way or the other. Yeah, whether it's uh, bourbon or or anything. So, Man. Yeah. Um, so if, you know, in an ideal world, which hat do you enjoy? You know, what's your zone of genius that you would want to spend all your time in? Well, my, and I'm working on this right now where I can alleviate myself from being in the office and I need to be out in the warehouse working on product or on sales growing the business. Okay. So, um, sometimes I would much be rather be outside digging a ditch than sitting in behind the desk <laughs> and doing paperwork. Um, but being in the warehouse, it takes my mind off the other stuff. And as I focus on product and, and we're kind of getting orders ready or whatever, um, that's, you know, I have to stop and think that when I see that bourbon boxed up and getting ready to ship out, that's kind of what it's all about because that drives you know, gets us some revenue coming in. So the more I can do that, the better off we are. Right. And I have to remind myself of that sometimes because the, um, the process, um, yeah, of getting things done and ready and, and, uh, sometimes the time it takes, you know, making a batch of the flavor stuff in particular, the, the labor is, um, quite intensive and when you bottle the labor that's where a lot of the labor comes in is the in the bottling mm. and so i've kind of set up knowing what's coming eventually that we'll have a bottling line that'll take a lot of that and we can do a large volume right. at some point but right now we're doing a lot of that by hand uh, one of the first investments i made was the label machine which is going to be part of our bottling line because putting labels on by hand, I've been there and done that before. And that can take days where what I've invested in, we can spit out um, 210 bottles, which is like 35 cases in 10 minutes as far as wow. labeling goes. And then, uh, so it's expedited. We can, we can do a lot of stuff, but still there's a lot of these little tags with the barrel numbers go on by hand and, the shrink sleeves and the mm -hmm. corking we do by hand. So we do a lot by hand and it's quite repetitive. And there's been days where we've done 600 and something bottles and a lot of that handling that bottle two or three times, Whew. you know, it, it's, it's labor intensive. Yeah. Mm. If you're just joining us on North Georgia business radio acts, I'm your host, Phil Benelli. Uh, do go back and listen to the rest of the segment. You don't want to miss Mr. Keith speed founder Multiple hat wearer, uh, bourbon distiller extraordinaire at Remedy Distillery. And as we head into the last segment, I think, Keith, so many folks listening, so many folks uh, running businesses, I'm sure that they can relate and this resonates. You have gotten over the hump, right? You've been out there four or five years, okay? So many businesses don't even last three. So you've, you've, you've got things stabilized, we're getting there. Getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> uh, and most important thing, you make an amazing product. You've got raving Thank fans. You. And so you're in this place of you're building up cash flow, um, and you have so much to do. And so it's hard then to prioritize and be able to actually spend the time on the things which will drive the cash flow to then allow you to pay for equipment to give you efficiency so you could spend the time driving the cash flow. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, what do you do? Yeah. And it's hard. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, that you know, sometimes it's tough because you're just at this place, you don't have the cash to just go ahead and buy the equipment to free up your time. And so 
what do you do? And I think you just have to keep grinding. Yeah. Yes. But with a plan. Yeah. And I keep hearing you talk about the things you're working on. So mm -hmm. you can't, pardon me, you can't just uh, say, okay, well, this is just what it is. I'm just going to live in yeah. this. Yeah. You grind out what you have to, mm -hmm. but with a plan. Yes. You have to have that end goal that you're working towards. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that gets yeah. you through. That's a great yeah. remedy yeah. in itself. Yeah. You keep your head down and you keep pushing and always looking for ways to make improvements do something better, make it more efficient. Um, I'm always, no matter what I'm doing, I don't care if I'm cleaning the toilet or whatever. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that on there. <laughs> um, the, I'm always looking for ways, how can I do this better? Amen. So, yeah. That's great. And that's what keeps it fun. So by doing, we can find ways to do things better. But then I find... I learned so much, not just by doing, but then by talking to other people doing it. Mm -hmm. Do you speak to any other distillers and share ideas and whatnot? Yes. Yeah. There's um, two associations. Uh, one's ADI, which is the American Distiller Institute, and one's American Craft Spirits Association. And they have conventions once a year each. Okay. Somewhere, I bet those know, are fun. Well, it's, it's very, um, it's a lot of chaos. Um, and but there's also educational classes they do or meetings and and just meeting other people and and making those contacts. You know, one person can make a difference just mm. by sharing one little piece of information, oh, yeah. and the whole trip or the whole experience is worth it. And um, yeah, it's just it's um, yeah, you just never know. But it does. It is very important to. Uh, share with those in whatever industry you're in uh to talk to like-minded folks because someone has maybe a better way of doing something than you ever thought of and vice versa so it's always beneficial oh yeah you know there is i, I think action is key and you could have been going to distillers conferences and studying and and doing all these things and using that as a placebo and not starting the business. But you didn't. And action mm. is key. And you started it. Yeah. But then it is imperative to keep doing what you're doing. Now, once you've started and you're inundated, you're in the grind, but you have to s clear the calendar, yeah. to step away yeah. and and allow yourself to grow. So kudos to yeah. you. Yeah, well, thank you. Sometimes I'm not sure if I was insane by doing this or not. Or my wife, uh, my wife is really, I, I'm shocked, and I, I don't know if I'm taking the time, but um, oh, that's great. she uh, she was more skeptical and, and um, more cautious, and I'm really um, amazed to see her um, become excited because she Aww. sees the excitement and joy in other people and it's not coming from me but she's witnessing that excitement and joy mm. i love it keith and i think i recall you saying during the break that you did have to be a little crazy to start the business but you figure you could handle it because you've been crazy about your lovely bride for all these years so you're just used to it yeah that was very sweet oh how wonderful and that you know this was your dream she wasn't is excited about it, but she supported you in it, and now she's getting on board. And yeah. isn't that so? Yeah, she's on wonderful? board. Oh, yeah, she's in the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's in the barrel. <laughs> yeah. Well, Keith, yes. it's been a pleasure. Um, North Georgia Business Radio X audience, 
support your local businesses. We're a community. we got to support each other. But what a blessing that you can get something as local as it gets that is absolutely fantastic. Go see Keith and the folks at Remedy Distillery. They're on, is it Bradford? Main Street. Main Street. 885. 885 Main Street, Gainesville, Georgia. Thanks from North Georgia Business Radio X. Been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Vanelli. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. See you next time and remember to support our local businesses.